It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up on this crossover edition of Locked On Cougars and Locked On Irish, Malik Zaire joins me from the Locked On Irish podcast and the Lucky Lefty podcast. You probably know his name. He's actually a former Notre Dame quarterback. We'll talk about that. We'll also preview the matchup ahead between both Notre Dame and BYU this weekend in Las Vegas. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider, joined by Malik Zaire of the Locked On Irish and the Lucky Lefty podcast. We'll get to that in just a moment. We do need to talk about our title sponsor today on the show. It's our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online just covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, Malik, thank you so much for carving out some time for us and uh, to join me here on this crossover edition. BYU and Notre Dame this weekend we'll get to all that but first off how are you doing sir doing great man coming off a of bar week well rested we're here to get back after it especially when we in vegas man doing it big <laughs> absolutely it's gonna be the first time ever that notre dame's played in las vegas uh, you're an alum uh, a quarterback who started for the fighting irish uh, during your playing career what does it mean to you to have uh, notre dame playing around the country in games like this with the shamrock series man it's an interesting uh piece of playing in college football, getting to travel to the various of places in the various of NFL stadiums, and you get to take it all in, man. Everything you've seen on TV, get a chance to play in it before you actually get there. Uh, it's a cool experience, and especially this Raiders stadium, which is you know, a, a, a spectacle as it is already. I mean, we played in the Dallas one mm-hmm. in Cowboys Stadium. Now we get a chance to play in, in Oakland. I mean, not in Oakland, but in Vegas for the Raiders. I just think it's a cool deal, man. Got to play in a lot of uh, most of the NFL stadiums and, and didn't even play in the league. So it's good to see uh, Notre Dame trying something different and bringing on different schools and do that with us. I want We'll get to more of the actual nuts and bolts of the matchup this weekend, but I want to talk a little bit about your background. As I mentioned, you played for Notre Dame. I think a lot of my listeners that are BYU fans will remember your name from years past watching Notre Dame football. Uh, just kind of tell me about your experience having suited up for Notre Dame. It's one of the power brands in the entire country. It's one of those... Uh, programs that no matter you say the you say the name Notre Dame it just it stands out so what was your experience like playing for Notre Dame it was pretty cool man just to be able to be on a level that everybody uh mysticizes so much (laughs) they 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 have no idea but they kind of know what they want to know uh so being in it and especially playing the quarterback level get to see the intricate levels of everything the details everything it's one of those things it's hard to explain unless you're there. And I think that's the best part or best way to explain it because you get that feel. I think a lot of different college campuses have different feels to them, but Notre Dame is a unique one. And, you know, your first five minutes on campus, especially being a student there, a student athlete, you instantly see the hater-feel relationship where it's not a it's not a middle ground. You know, you either really love Notre Dame or you really don't like them. And maybe that's just the... The essence of it, I don't know, but it's it's a noticeable 
brand, but it's also something to really be proud of, especially when you leave and you're not even playing football or whatever anymore. You're not a student anymore. You really get uh, the family connection there, and it's all over. For us to even be playing in Vegas and bringing a crowd shows that the Notre Dame network is pretty expansive everywhere. I know, if I'm not mistaken, you grew up in Ohio, uh, so in the Midwest. I guess uh, you mentioned the fact that Notre Dame's got a network kind of nation and worldwide, and it's similar to what BYU's got with their connection with the LDS Church out here in Utah, and obviously that expands worldwide as well. Uh, what attracted you to going to Notre Dame originally? It was just the opportunity, man. It's not too many times you get a phone call from Notre Dame asking you to go there. Yeah. So I just thought it was different. You know, I know there's tons of kids that I went to school with that was dying to go and were the smartest kids in the whole state and couldn't go. So that that's just different things of, you know, what's so secret about, you know, what what's so hard to do to get into Notre Dame. And so that, that interest alone uh, had me interested and I and I took the chance on it and I didn't look back and it ended up turning out pretty great for me so uh, there's some things in life when you get opportunities to, to get a part to get a take a chance of it's hard to say no to and playing quarterback on the college football level that's one of those places you can't say no to I've been to Notre Dame. BYU played out there in twenty uh, so twenty ten, I believe, and I was actually at that game. It was the, it was the Manti Teo game. It, it, Manti, the year Manti Teo, the whole thing with the Lene Kakua, that whole deal popped up, and BYU played out there in Notre Dame Stadium. It was my first and the only time I've actually been to South Bend, and I've got to say. Uh, if anybody ever has an opportunity to go explore the campus of Notre Dame, they've got to do it. It was just, it was phenomenal because I'm a kid who grew up watching Rudy. I, I've heard about the Golden Domers. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, I've dreamed of, of touching that sign, uh, walking out of the locker room, that type of stuff. Just you, you can't recreate that stuff. Can you tell me maybe what was the most, I guess, underrated part of your time playing for Notre Dame? It was definitely those Thursdays before or those Fridays before the game when we practiced in the stadium. Yeah. And being a quarterback, I I would always stay after practice by myself and throw with the manager. So being all alone in the Notre Dame Stadium in the center of the field, throwing routes, throwing taking reps, you know, really soaking up the experience in that, like you said, it's just a feel out there that you get. Really one of the most underrated moments because you get to really really feel that all the greatness that was coming through that stadium and all the people that come each weekend and week out and to be the quarterback, the center of everything. I mean, those, those are underrated experiences you get to share by yourself, especially, you know, running out of the tunnel and smacking the sign and everything you see on TV when it's real, it's, it, it feels like a movie. Cause you know, I'm, it's like, is this really the, the brick that Rudy had? And this really the little old sign and he's really the chair. And it really is. So it's like, you know, as you head spinning, you still got to lock in and do your job each and every week. That's awesome. I, I want to talk, we'll talk more about, we're actually getting into the actual game this weekend. Looking forward to Notre Dame and BYU here momentarily. Uh, but Malik, we need to talk about one of our sponsors here, and it's our friends over at Nissan. They're actually a new sponsor here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You'll you'll get to know them as you guys make the transition officially to being part of the Locked On Irish Podcast. I know you guys are in the midst of this, but our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we are highlighting the most exciting play from the Cougars, uh, in, in my case, and also on your end, the Notre Dame 
game a weekend before throughout the history of their alma mater. This week's thrilling play, I'm going to talk about BYU's here first, and I'm going to actually throw it at you and kind of get your thought on one of the plays maybe from your career during Notre Dame uh, time in South Bend. We'll get to that. But I think the biggest play from this past weekend for BYU was the the touchdown that they threw to Keanu Hill in the first half against uh, Utah State. Obviously, it was a rivalry game that BYU was playing in, uh, and for BYU to come out, and I don't know how much you've watched the BYU Malik, they went down the field in two plays. Big big pass to Gunnar Romney and a big pass to Keanu Hill, and they punch it in in two plays, and it showed how explosive BYU's offense has been through the passing game all year long. And at that point, it really felt like, okay, BYU's got this under control. So I'm going to toss it to you, because you had a a bunch of what I feel like were thrilling moments during your playing career at Notre Dame, but is there one or two that maybe stand out to you? Well, real quick, shout out Gunnar Romney because before he went to Notre Dame, I used to train with him and throw him the football uh, out in Arizona where he lived at. So I I knew he was going to BYU. Now he's out there catching touchdowns at BYU, which is great. Um, So shout out to to Romney. But uh, one of my greatest moments was just being able my first snap of college football and playing in college football was against Rice. I had a read option, end up running like 60 yards on my first play ever in college football. I thought I was going to win a Heisman, all type of crazy stuff. Like, you know, your first play is so successful, you think it's just off and running. I thought the, you know, the, the clouds separated, and it was just my call from God that this was it. So I don't think I can re- replace the emotion of that first play where it, where it has so much success, but – you know, that was my, my favorite play moment of my playing career. That's fantastic. This segment is inspired by the thrilling de- new designs across the Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars and soon to be Locked On Irish your first listen of the day. Here with Malik Zaire, former Notre Dame quarterback. And Malik, I didn't know this, that you actually threw passes to Gunnar Romney. So I'm actually going to start there with you. Uh, how much, how well do you know Gunnar? And uh, just kind of give me a sense of what you see from him as a player now that he's spent three or four years in Provo with BYU. Man, so the first thing you, you learn about Gunnar is that he, he's a quiet kid. <laughs> You know, you're real, real shy. But when he gets on the field, he explodes like he's an extrovert or something. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I noticed about him that he has quick, quick twitch and he has good speed and great routes. So those are the things that I know he was very technical on, you know, in high school because he went to, I think it was Chandler. Did he go to Chandler, Chandler yeah, he went to Chandler High. Yeah, he went to Chandler High School and he had our quarterback. The quarterback that that went to BYU, uh, yeah, Jacob Conover. Jacob Conover, he's the, back, yeah. he's the backup so, right now, yeah. Yeah, both of those, both of those guys was was you know really putting in the good work. I, I got to see uh, Conover get better mm-hmm. through high school, getting ready to go uh, to BYU, and then Gunner just as well, just get better through the training process. And those are dedicated guys, not only in their service to the to school and to uh, being a Mormon, but also just their commitment to football, for them to take their time off like they do and come back still ready, still 
uh, that's the, the always the most unique thing I've always respected about BYU players is to take time off and then come back and still do amazing things on the field. So I know that their head is on straight and, you know, good luck to those guys, man. I know they're very talented. Yeah, it should be a fun one this weekend. Uh, give me a sense. Uh, obviously, you're you're getting ready for this game. Uh, you said you're going to be in Las Vegas. I'll be down there as well. It's a huge matchup. Give me a sense, I guess, your overview of what you know about BYU historically versus what you know right now about this uh, this team this year. Historically, man, BYU is just one of those very mature teams that are going to be very physical. And it's just a different physicality because they're all at a at an age where they're very mature. So it's like, yeah. and they and they're blocking you. They're blocking you. You know, so <laughs> they're going to wear on you. They're always going to give you a great uh, scheme. They're always going to be tough to beat. They're not just going to be a team that's going to just lay down to you. So we always treat those games as you got to strap your helmet up because they're going to be some tough rides. Uh, you know, we have some really good quarterbacks come through there like Tanner. Uh, uh, Taysom Hill. I mean, Taysom, Taysom Hill went yeah. there. I mean, good grief. And then Tanner Mangum. Mm-hmm. I know Tanner Mangum pretty well. So I, there's a lot of great guys that you guys got from a talent position that makes it tough to beat week in and week out. And it's a team that can surprise you, you know, no matter what your record is. That game is always 0-0 zero zero when you, we play you guys because we know it's, it's going to be a tough battle to the end. So uh, we have to have our schemes right. We have to have our, our blocking down. I remember – when we played Kyle Vinoy, he was giving us hella problems, <laughs> you know, because yeah. he just was everywhere. He was everywhere, and he had that grown man strength. So that was back in twenty what twenty ten? Yeah, something like that. No, 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 no. Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And he's still playing today. So uh-huh. you know, it's good to see uh, uh, the result of what that that hard work is. But you know, you know, you guys are on an easy task this year. Uh-huh. I know the Oregon game can be a little misleading. It can be a little misleading, but I know that regardless of what y'all put out on tape against other players and other teams, y'all always play us like it's a Super Bowl. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough game. It's gonna be a tough game. But we think that, uh, you know, we got some stuff that we're building off of coming from the uh, bye week that we think we want to continue to to press on going into BYU. Now, now you mentioned you, you mentioned some of these names: Tanner Mangum, Kyle Van Noy. So you've got a good familiarity with BYU and having faced some of these guys. So, and you mentioned the fact that yeah, they do have a little bit of that. They go on missions, they come back. They, they got a little more of that quote unquote grown man strength, so to say. And yeah, that, that tenacity. Is and that's gonna be the fun part about a game like this because I, I think Notre Dame they've kind of got that reputation too of just being one of those teams that's physical, and that's that's just kind of the reputation they have. Now I want to get your sense, obviously a. Uh, Coach Kelly, who you played for your, during your time there in South Bend, uh, moved on after last season. Give me a sense of where you think the direction Notre Dame is going right now with a new regime there. With Coach Kelly being there as long as he has been, I mean, a tenure at a program yeah. that's you know been around for a long time, it's hard to find the guy right after that guy. Fortunately enough, we found a guy we we love enough to believe in his next steps of the program where it's not so much of making what the guy that was last year better, but making it his own. And it's something that we can see uh, from a vision perspective when he talks about it. We can see some of the results in the coaching staff and recruiting. And those are the things that you want to see when you get a new head coach after coming off of, you know, the winningest coach of your school history. So uh, that's saying a lot, but we believe what Marcus Freeman is taking the challenge on 
to continue the the winning uh, program status of Notre Dame right now. I think he's done that and uh, is, is looking up from here. So the fan base is a lot more energized, a lot more refreshed than I think we would have been if we got a guy that's been on the circuit and been in hundreds of different places. Now, Notre Dame is kind of a unique university, similar to BYU, where you have the religious fil- affiliation with the Catholic Church, and that that lends itself, I think, to people having an, uh, a unique interest in that university. You talk about the fact, kind of, like I guess, like, like I said, like a fresh perspective in a way uh, for this program. And I, I pay attention to recruiting rankings, and Notre Dame has just absolutely hit the ground running on the recruiting circuit, and they're just hauling in, seem like four and five star talents left and right. Do you think that's doing? In part to the kind of the new fresh look for the for the Irish, one hundred percent. The previous regime administration or whatever you call it wasn't recruiting how we recruiting now. Mm-hmm. We're not going after the players that we would usually feel we would lose to to the other top programs. We're chasing after them now. We're getting in, uh, going and flying to see them. We're calling them every day. So our effort on recruitment for the four and five star screen popping difference makers have been a huge, huge uh, increase from just an effort standpoint. Yeah. I think we've got relaxed in our morals. Uh, the longer coach Kelly was there the year before the years before to where, you know, we sat on the moral laurels of we're Notre Dame. So if we offer you, we just expect you to come. We're not going to do too much recruiting. You know, because what else do we need to recruit? This the this a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory golden ticket. So, unfortunately, with NIL and how recruiting is now and transfer portal, you can't just be telling kids that it has to be a lot more of a, a sophisticated effort. So Marcus Freeman acknowledges that we're not stuck in the old recruiting pastimes and perspectives and and narratives. We have a whole new narrative, a whole new perspective. We're fresh and updated. We basically got a new computer. We got that, that iPhone 14. We're not with the, you know, with the nanopod anymore. So we got a, we got the newest, latest stuff out. So we should be on the up and up in recruiting. And you're seeing some of the results now. Now, I, I want to talk about guys like Michael Mayer here in a minute, but I, I want to get your sense. There's a lot going on with the college football realignment thing. Uh, talk of Notre Dame potentially maybe joining the Big Ten or the ACC or even, who knows, the SEC. Who, who knows what happens? I want your sense. As a guy who played his entire career, I know you finished up at Florida, so you played one season of, of college football in a conference, uh, but as a guy who is a Notre Dame guy through and through, do you want to see the Irish maintain their independence long term or would you like to see them ultimately join a conference at some point we'd love to see us be able to stay independent we've been doing it since radio yeah money's not going to persuade us to do it we move the needle we move the trend and and a lot of these conferences know they need us in there and it would boost a lot of what they got going on you take for instance the big 10 mega super tv deal that they got if you break it down into what each school is getting individually us by ourselves is getting the same amount, if not more, mm-hmm. from that deal that they consider the biggest TV deal of all time. So at the end of the day, if it's a money thing, we don't need it. We get we get the same money, the same slots on our own. And I think it's gotten to a point where what else could a, a conference offer us that would be beneficial to us and not us being beneficial solely to you guys or to the conferences. That's awesome, yeah. I, I, and I, we play everybody in the country. You know, you don't want to pass that up. We get to, 
We get to travel everywhere, uh-huh. play everybody. So if we get to the championship and win, that means we earned it. <laughs> well, you, we earned it. We played everybody. We earned it. You're not kidding on that. And that's the thing. BYU's been an independent for 12 years. They've been playing in independence for, for over a decade at this point. And they are going to join the Big 12 next year. And that's I think there there is some part of that. The fact that BYU's been lucky enough to play all over the country, similar to Notre Dame, that's going to go away. They're going to be playing mainly in the Midwest and on the East Coast because they're the, the westernmost team currently in the Big 12. But they're giving up some of that, I guess, that uh, leeway in a way or that freedom to go and play wherever you want and play those big name opponents. So, yeah, I I get the thought process with Notre Dame because the access that the Irish have, it's unique and absolutely should be maintained if at all possible. But I just kind of want to get your your thought on that. All right. I want to talk a little bit about the specific players uh, from Notre, D- Notre Dame's perspective here in just a moment. Do need to spend one more minute talking about our friends over at Bet Online. They are your number one source for all of your football betting information this season, my friends. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis for every game that you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Just a heads up for you guys, the line in this game, courtesy of our friends at BetOnline, is Notre Dame uh, minus 2.5 in the matchup. So BYU, a uh, uh, minuscule underdog in this matchup. But go to BetOnline right now. It is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events including Major League Baseball MMA, boxing, golf NBA hoops is on the way soon so give it a shot, head to Bet Online right now or use your mobile device to learn more that's all courtesy of your friends at Bet Online, where the game starts The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, as we round things out here on this crossover edition of Locked On Cougars and Locked On Irish, Malik, uh, give me a sense uh, for what to expect from Notre Dame. Obviously, Tyler Buckner started the season, won the starting quarterback job. Then he gets lost due to injury. And then the most recent game uh, for the Fighting Irish, they beat North Carolina, and they put up over 500 yards of offense with Drew Pine leading the way at quarterback. Uh, Is Drew Pine, in your mind, the perfect quarterback for this offense, or is that more of a byproduct of a North Carolina defense that may be a little bit leaky. Definitely want to. After watching North Carolina versus App State, you can't give <laughs> the quarterback too much credit unless our team was like App State. We clearly had a more talented team, so doing what we should have done, you know, should have been expected to do. I'm, I can't get too excited about it. However, I am excited about the execution mm-hmm. and Drew Pine being able to do his job. Do we think Drew Pine can do that same, do those same numbers against Alabama? No, we don't. But do we think he can do it enough to to win games this season? Yes, we do. There's no expectations of winning a championship this year. So for him to be able to fill a role to help guys develop for the next year to come, I think that's all we can ask of him. And for what we see so far, if we keep playing terrible defenses, he'll keep having a great day. Now, BYU's biggest struggle this year so far has been in terms of stopping opposing rushing attacks. Give me a sense of what you see from Notre Dame on the, in their ground game. It's going to be tough. I think we're one of the few programs that have three solid backs that can give you three different looks, three different actions, uh, and they and they can last. Each each can do their own special ability to affect the game. So for a team to have a 
struggle on the rushing. It's going to be tough because I know we're going to run it and we're not going to hide it. So uh, that's the strength of what we're doing right now is having a lead, strong run game, and then having Drew take the pressure off of, of some of that with uh, some play action and some throws here and there. But that's what we want to hang our hat on and be physical in the trench warfare. And, you know, it'll be a physical game because of that. I think BYU and everybody else knows how they're going to defend us, and it's just a matter of getting it done. Okay, and help me with the pronunciation. Is it Audric Estime? Is that, is that how you say his last name? Yeah, Audric Estime. Estime, and he's been the leading back in terms of yardage, 264. You also got Chris Tyree. And is it Logan Diggs, who's the, is I guess the third guy there? Yeah, so we got Audrey Estime, man. You know, good thing about him, he's our north and south guy. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that's always going to lean forward and get you four yards and get you in better play calling position on the field. Chris Tyree has been electric, you know, inside, outside, pump return, kick return, and can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, gives us a little spice. And then you got, you got Logan Diggs, the guy that can do it all, uh, a little bit of power, a little bit of speed on the outside has some soft hands, so being able to be the relief factor and then you throw in a Mike Mayer, I mean, it's really hard. You know, probably me and you can go in there and play right now un- out of shape. <laughs> well, and I, I, With a lot, a lot of comfort back there. Well, and that's the thing. I'm Michael Mayer, and I, I'm a little bit of an NFL draft junkie. I, I don't uh, proclaim to be a, an expert in it, but Michael Mayer, to me, like you want to talk about baby Gronk, baby uh, Rob Gronkowski. Michael Mayer like cro- ticks off every single box, it feels like, to fill that role. How good is he as a tight end? Michael Mayer is a great piece in completing an offense to where you got everything you want. If you want to get in the run game, Michael Mayer has a great uh, does a great job and has the ability to block the edge so you can get around the edge, can get inside. If you have a pass game and you want to have a complete pass game, you have to have somebody in the middle of the field. Michael Mayer does that with mismatch problems and speed in the inside of the field. He's a quarterback's relief blanket, being a big target. So his ability is, is very versatile and is why it fits so well at Notre Dame because Notre Dame has been tight in you for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think him fitting in that lineage, being able to be a dominant piece in the middle of the field is not only good for Drew Pine in that offense, but it's good for any offense that can have a dominant force like him and even the guy in Georgia. He's a beast too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can't, can't talk about Michael Mayer without talking about him. But, yeah. you know, these are these are two talented top best two in the country and I'm glad to have one on my team. Yeah, you're talking about Brock Bowers who by the way, that kid's light out Brock lights Bowers. out in his own right and he's he's really good. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's I mean he's running seventy five yard <laughs> touchdowns and stuff like as a tight as a tight end, whatever. no doubt. It, yeah. It, <laughs> as a tight end. Uh, he's th- th- let's put it this way. And I know that you didn't play all that long ago, but it seems like th- this this era of athlete they're just doing crazier and crazier things. Yeah, I've never seen no tight end like <laughs> you know back when I was playing. OJ Howard was a freak. Yeah, you know that was a freak, and you know he's still pretty solid. But yeah. this kid Brock Bauer, he's just he's just more of a game changer than I've ever seen. Like. He they they're handing him reverses. Yeah, it, like, it's where in the country are you handing your tight end a reverse that he can take to the touchdown? Yeah, like it, I, I don't want to get all get all on that, but I just had to say that because that's pretty freaking impressive. Uh, 
no, it, it is. And that's the thing. I think anybody who watches college football probably saw that highlight of a kid who list, who's six foot five, 240 some odd pounds, and he goes 75 yards to the house on a reverse. Just it, one of those insane things. And I just crazy, crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I, he can catch it in traffic. Yeah. He he can just it's just whatever. Yeah, I like I like Michael May. I don't want to act like I don't like Michael. <laughs> I just had to mention that because that that kid's special too. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they, they look like the two guys. And and BYU to their credit, they got a kid in Isaac Rex who's actually from San Clemente down there in Southern California. He's uh, the mm. fun part about for Notre Dame fans. They're going to see another good tight end on the field in, in Isaac Rex for BYU in this matchup. So that's the fun part is two very very yeah, capable yeah. tight ends out there. All right, uh, so I wanted to ask you about the offensive line for a minute here because coming into the season, Notre Dame was, was considered to have one of the top offensive lines. So give me a sense for how the offensive line has performed to this point of the season. Have they been uh, performing as you expected them to coming into this year? The best thing about what I love seeing about our offensive line is that we're taking the right steps coming from getting a new coach and working on the things we had issues with last year. Mm-hmm. We had some bang-up injuries with our senior, Jared Patterson, Blake Fisher. We had a lot of uh, a miscommunication. The technique wasn't as clean. The, the, the communication wasn't as clean. Our blocking techniques wasn't great. And so being able to improve on that from last year is a clear difference. Now, we're not at the superstar level we were mm-hmm. when Harry Heastan was there before with a Ronnie Stanley, a Zach Martin, Mike McGlinchey, guys you see it on Sunday, Q Nelson, who's a $100 million man coming up real soon. They're not that. But we are climbing towards the ladder of getting to a solid foundation where we, we can become dominant in each and every game. But, uh, you know, Having those two first tough games, well, the first tough game and then coming back with a surprise game like that, it woke us up, but it got us rolling coming out of bye week. All right, last thing from me, and I know we spent a lot of time on this offense, but I do need to get a, a question in on how Notre Dame's defense looks. Kind of give me a sense for what you see from the defensive side of the football so far this year. The defensive side of football, they're flying around. They had a great showing against Ohio State, holding them to 21 points. They mm-hmm. probably won't do that for the rest of the season in terms of Ohio State being limited that way. The secondary is is, is sneakily underrated. Mm-hmm. I think we have one of the top secondaries in the country, spanning from Brandon Joseph now as a transfer portal senior, and then our f- true freshman making an impact starting in Ben Morrison is something to look out for him and Jaden Mickey holding it down. So the the spectrum between our young, talented, true freshmen and our transfer fifth-year senior guys, his range is, is pretty elite right now, and that's going to be a, a underrated great part of our defense. Linebackers in, in defensive line, the front seven, uh, we got a lot of talent up there, and, you know, I think we'll get better. As the season goes on, Isaiah Fowski having 14 sacks is something that you got to worry about. Yep. Uh, and then those young guys, Riley Mills, Howard Cross, Jordan Bethello, those those D linemen, they're really going to get active. The Amendola brothers, they're causing some havoc against UNC. And May is a good quarterback. I think he's one of the few freshmen that is standing alone in FBS for just completion percentage. And, and he's a true freshman. So we gave him a lot of problems, which was good to see. So hopefully we can continue to play as a unit. Having Al Golden as our defensive coordinator is a gift, something that's real special. I know he's going to continue to do his job. So it's just I think as the season gets uh, towards November, we'll become more of a contender and less of a pretender. 
Awesome. Well, hey, Malik, it was fantastic to catch up with you. Thank you so much for carving out some time. Uh, looking forward to having you guys officially be part of the Locked On Network. I know Lucky Left, you guys have done a great job on that end, but having you guys do Locked On Irish is going to be fantastic as well. But thank you so much for carving out some time. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks so much. There you go. That's Malik. I'm Jake. Thanks again for joining us here on this crossover edition of Locked On Cougars and Locked On Irish. We'll have more for you throughout the week, getting you ready for BYU and Notre Dame live there in Las Vegas. I will be headed down there, as will Malik. So great coverage coming on both sides for both Fighting Irish and BYU fans. Thank you once again for making us your first listen today. Now go make your second listen. Our friends over at the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Get caught up on everything going on in the Big 12 conference that's free and available wherever you get your podcast just like this one or also available on YouTube. Once again, from Malik, I'm Jake. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Irish Podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.